Hey, Diz After Dark listeners. I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hello and welcome to Universal After Dark, the uh, the UK's greatest Universal podcast, not hosted by Manabees. I am Nick, and I am joined tonight by that laughing man himself, Mr. Chris Ripley. Hello. And the ever-delightful Miss Boston White. How are we doing? Awesome. Excellent, excellent. That's what I like to hear. Now, you may be listening to this and thinking, if you listen to our other podcasts, where have those two been? Well, today's episode is exactly about that. So you guys have both been out in Orlando. We have. Yeah. Don't know why I've gone into DJ mode. I've, my voice has changed for some reason. I'll try and get back to normal. Normal service will be resumed very shortly. Um. So, Chris, how long was you out there for? Uh, I was hopping around all over the place, and I was doing a bit of work. But in total, three weeks. It, so you was in America for three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, Amanda? I was there for two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, a combined total of five weeks, which is five <laughs> weeks longer than I've seen of America this year. Or indeed, most years. Um, I've, I've even started showing, not even had a drink. Is anyone drinking? Yeah. What are you having? I'm having some buds like usual. Bud like usual. Is that a special variety of bud or? No, just plain. Just, just plain. I'm just struggling plain. to find Bud Light anywhere right now. Uh, have you have you tried your local uh, Asda Walmart? Asda is not local to me. It's too far away. Well, sometimes you've got to make the trip. I think I'm going to have to make it tomorrow. Yes. Other other supermarkets, of course, are available. Uh, Mr. Ripley. Uh, in honour of Mr. D, who is in Universal as we speak, I'm having some Highland Spring. <laughs> Very good choice. Very good choice. I'm just sat here with a two-litre bottle of Cherry Pepsi Max. It's got, I've got a very bad habit with this. Not only, I mean, not only the fact that I drink it so much, but because no one else drinks it, because my wife doesn't, and my kids only drink water, um, I, I just drink it out of the bottle quite often. But that's fine, <laughs> because I'm the only person that drinks it. If I know I've got people that are coming around that might drink it, um, I'll have like a, a new bottle which is untouched. But what if you a surprise guest? We don't have surprise guests. What, what if you did and they really uh, liked a cherry Pepsi? I normally have a spare bottle. <laughs> so if, with that being the case, they'll have that if one. You, 
if we ever go around there, Amanda, just never ask for the cherry pepsi. <laughs> yeah, we know what not to ask for. No, 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 no. backwash heaven. What you've got to what you got to remember is if you came round uninvited, yes, you might have to do that. If okay. you're coming round on the knowledge that you're coming round, there'll be some Bud Light if it's available, and there'll be some Highland Spring. <laughs> that's definitely available, and there'll be a variety of other liquid beverages. <laughs> just for that occasion which will be completely unopened do you know i actually had cherry pepsi max for the first time uh last week wowzers i have got to the age of 33 with never having cherry pepsi max to be honest um we kind of got to the age of about 28 before we could have cherry pepsi max in the first place so it's it's, it's not not a massive achievement not to you know i don't want to on your face but you know i did i saw i was watching a program the other night it was a comedy program uh what's it called uh, would i lie to you and there was a woman on there and for those that have never seen it, it's a bit like call my bluff which no one will know because that's too old even i barely know that um so it, it's where they are given something to read out and uh, everyone has to ask questions about it to find out if it's true or false. And uh, it was an actress, and her card said that she'd never had a, a can of fizzy drink. And she was wow. in her 40s. So they were obviously asking lots of questions and this, that, and the other. And uh, they bought out some cans and to see if like she'd drink them. And they said, well, she could pretend that she doesn't like it, and, you know, and all that. Anyway, in the end, I guess that... Uh, she was lying and she was in fact telling the truth wow and she took a first swig of uh a fizzy drink there and then and it was yeah she was she was uh horrified by it <laughs> what was her name uh i believe it's tracy ann oberman oh from the eastenders and things from EastEnders and yeah lots of lots of other bits and pieces as well but that's where i i hope she's the the mucky one in toast isn't she <laughs> yes yes she is wow yes. yeah so there you go who'd have thunk it but then saying that i mean uh you know my daughter's three and we can't even get her to touch uh squash we don't encourage it don't get me wrong but like <laughs> nearly every killer age is on fruit shoots and stuff like that and if you try and give her anything that's not water she's not interested wow oh she, very milky a very milky decaf tea Oh. That's the only other thing, and she only does that because she used to like. She'd wanted to copy her mum, so oh. she couldn't have a cup of tea. So we, used to, we made her like a really milky decaf tea. Um, but yeah, so uh, which is good. I mean, it's you know, it's good that kids aren't interested in fizzy drinks. But uh... anyway, how did you, we've gone completely off topic? How did you feel about cherry Pepsi Max? Uh, it's an acquired taste. It reminded me a little bit of Cowpole from the eighties. <laughs> If I'm honest, um, it w- it was quite amazing. I would say it's no intergalactic gargle blaster. Definitely not. But mm. on the topic of amazing, can I just say well done to everybody for uh, your Mark Silverman interview? I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, well, thank you very much. I will take praise from wherever it comes, even if it's yeah. not a fellow person that works on the podcast. <laughs> Um, no, I think it was really, really good. So, if anyone listening hasn't listened to that episode yet, definitely check that out. It was, it was brilliant. It was. I mean, it was really enjoyable, Amanda, wasn't it? I loved it. And I'm glad he sounds like a really that. nice guy as well. Yeah, I mean, it, 
we were talking before because I was a bit worried because um, because he he wasn't sure uh, he didn't know how to use Skype and um, so we had to do it over the phone and I was worried about what the quality was going to be like and um, also I was worried about actually calling him because how I how I managed to record the call um, I had to figure out how to dial him. And I was worried it was going to work, and I was getting really stressed about it. Um, and there's a bit that we cut out quite early on. Uh, Amanda will remember this, I'm sure, where because Paul was travelling on a bus or a coach, um, for some reason there was just an awful lot of background noise. Like normally a microphone, it, it tries to um, cut some of that background noise out, but if anything, it amplified it. And so the first question I asked Mark he started giving the answer and you just could not hear him over oh, the no. background noise of the bus. And I had to say, Mark, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to stop you there. And I'm going to have to, I said, like, we're not going to start the interview again, but I'll have to do a bit of clever editing and get rid of that. And Paul said, I'll, I'll, I'll mute myself until I need to talk. And then he did luckily. Um, and not because I'm very good, but I managed to edit it out quite, quite well so you can't actually notice the join very much but if you go back to wow. the first question i ask it and then it cuts the mark answering it um but that was only that was only the real only hiccup on the episode i think with the recording but um just just to complete the light and i you know we we only thought it was going to be a short interview and we got in for about 40 minutes i think in the end um wow. and, and and to be honest i cut it short because I didn't want to take too much of his time, but I think he would have. He probably would have carried on if yeah. if he wanted. So uh, yeah, I would love to have him back on, and um, yeah, just just an all round nice guy, wasn't he, Amanda? Yeah, I loved him. His impressions are just amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know again because the sound quality wasn't quite as good. I I think they might have been lost in translation a little bit. I mean, they still sound good, but when we heard them on that call it sounded even better than the the version we was able to put out so um yeah hopefully we'll be able to to work on that if we do call him again um and also i think he was worried that skype was a video thing i, I explained it, we just needed it for audio so hopefully hopefully we can uh, when we speak to him again i'm sure we will um we'll do it a different way but uh yeah thank you very much so uh, that's cracking but we've got on for too long without talking about your trips um who went out first i did but um a disclaimer now because i didn't have much time i only actually ever did halloween horror nights so i didn't go to the park during the day and i didn't um go to city walk either but what I know, I know. You didn't tell me this, but you just said that you didn't go Hong Kong. I, d- I know, I didn't go Hong Kong. Did I say I went Hong Kong? You didn't go to the park. No. <laughs> I've been Hong Kong in Hollywood, well, just not in Orlando. Yeah, and I don't think it's, it's too different. But um, I, I, at the same time, I suppose, it, you know, you've done it before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like you've not been to Universal before, so, no. you know. And you had important no. stuff to do. You had important stuff, so yeah. But Amanda, I think you went to Universal every day of your holiday, didn't you? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Wow. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, I did. Uh, I was just all about Universal this trip. Did you Did you spend any time in Disney at all? Yeah. 
but I tended to go to Disney for a couple of hours and then I'd just go back to Universal or I'd start in Universal and then I'd just go to Epcot in the night when oh, yeah. I wasn't at home for nights. Of course, I remember because wasn't you there when Steven Tyler was there? Um, no. He's there now. Seen... Is he? This yeah. Right now, last night, he was there. And, and I'll say this now, it'll be in the book. He's the first person to ever go to Halloween Horror Nights, apart from in the first two years, in a bloody costume. Well, you know what? I saw a few people last night wearing costumes. Were they? On Twitter, they were posting pictures and, like, not, like, full-on costumes. No, it's all subtle. But I've seen quite a few little costumes, like witches and stuff. Hmm. On a, going slightly off, and, and it'll be the only time, uh, the only other time we talk about Disney tonight, um, because we're recording this just after Halloween, so we all survived the clown purge. So let's <laughs> let's pat ourselves on the back for another year. I, um, I got followed by one the other night. I, see, now I was trying to work out what I would do if I was in that situation. I turned round to him and I went, "Do you know who I am?" No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I will write a book about you, clown. Yeah. Channing, Channing, I literally wrote the book on clowns. Channeling Lee Mallaby there yeah. by saying that you know who I am. Um, that's because that's because you're importantly. That's that's the only reason I'm saying that. Um, I, I was trying to work out because where where I live, we had a clown spotting about a month ago by a school with somebody with a knife. Oh, now no one know like it, it wasn't it wasn't apparent how uh how real the knife was um and i didn't see any any pictures of it but you know like some concerned parents had phoned the school during the school run had phoned like the police and stuff and he, he kind of ran off um so i was kind of expecting the worst but i didn't see anything but last night um in, in disneyland paris was the halloween uh, soiree and during that I, I saw so many people in costume, and I mean costumes you wouldn't get away with it at Mickey's Not So Scary. So like really authentic Jack Sparrow, um, uh, a lady called Queen Ursula, Alyssa. Hello, hopefully you're listening. Um, Queen Queen Ursula on Twitter went as Ursula. Really, really good costume. I saw a really good um, Wicked Queen from Snow Riot. I mean the costumes are so good you could have almost um believed they were the actual characters wow and you know in in like mickey's not so scary you wouldn't be allowed in like that for that reason so yeah the they're a bit are, funny now yeah the rules are obviously a lot more relaxed at disneyland paris how long that'll be for i don't know but the costumes were definitely out uh in force last night so, okay awesome. so um okay amanda so you stayed as well. Did you not stay at the new the new hotel? Yeah, I stayed at the new Sapphire Falls. Yes. And you know what? It's my favourite. Wow. Really? Straight in the number one? Yeah. I like it way better than Hard Rock. That in the Hard Rock? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which is everyone's favourite, isn't it? I Pretty know. Much. But, I mean, location-wise, Hard Rock wins on that bit because it's just like a two-minute walk. But you can get the boat anyway. Hmm. So really, yeah, like Sapphire Falls better. Awesome. Did you get because um, you were talking? I know you mentioned before about trying to get a room with a view. 
Yeah, so I emailed them before and I was mm. like, hey, does will my room have a theme park view? And they're like, no. And then when I got there, they gave me a still Lagoon view room, but I did have a theme park view. Wow. And it was awesome. Like, I'll probably never be able to get that room ever again. <laughs> but it was so good. God, what did you the do in the room? Huh? What did you do in the room? What was what? What did you do in the room to not be able to go back there again? Oh, like because when I was when I was booking in, he was like, "Oh, everybody always wants this room. It's always really in high demand." And I was like, "Oh, why?" Right. Sorry, I thought you meant like you trash that you'd thrown like a TV uh, out the window no, no. or something. <laughs> when I was booking it, they had an offer on, so I could I, I got a king room for pretty much the same price as a standard room. Right. And when I've been looking for next year, like the prices are crazy for it. Okay, okay. And um, did you do the, there was rum testing, wasn't there? Tasting, even. Rum tasting, I didn't do the rum tasting, though. Oh. But I did go to Strongwater Tavern, that's the bar where the rum tasting is, and that's a gorgeous bar. Okay. It's so nice. And they have this lovely woman that performs in there, and she does covers of all different songs, but in, like, a Caribbean kind of way. So she was doing, like, Adele. Caribbean style. I okay. love that. Okay. Yeah, I always get worried about people performing in bars because I just get visions of uh, Sticky Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> which I, it definitely I, wasn't like Sticky Vicky. No, no. Uh, for our listeners that, that don't know, um, Google, oh, it, know. Google it at home. <laughs> now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure American listeners will know. Google it. Google it at home. Don't don't do it at work. Um, <laughs> so so the hotel was excellent it was gorgeous and the bar was good which yeah. is great news um now you've already mentioned another big thing before we go on to halloween horror nights which i think we'll speak about for the most part you mentioned universal's latest attraction yes how was it i loved it so much i'm so glad that i didn't watch anything about it before i went because i loved not knowing when I got there. It was so, so good. Totally worth a really long line. Was it, uh, How long did you have to wait? When we waited, I think it was about 40 minutes, but a lot of the time it was like 90 plus. Wow. Okay. But new attractions, so... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And bear in mind we were there for Hell Week as well, so... All the kids were off school in the second week and the queues that week were insane for everything. Yeah, Even Cat in the Hat had a more than five minute queue. So, you know, that it was busy. But it's definitely worth it if you haven't been on it. I was really, really impressed. Um, did you encounter the uh, characters? I did. Okay. I did. I'm a scare actor magnet everywhere in life. <laughs> so, obviously, the scare actors got me there too. The, the whole theming of the queue is beautiful. It's so, so nice. And the I'd, I'd seen the witch and things like that on the internet, but seeing it in real life is incredible how they've done it. And the animatronic of Kong is awesome. I had a really good seat. I was in the middle towards the back and Ash and her boyfriend were on the left, of, on the right of me. So I could just lean over them and see the animatronic. It was so, so good. How did the animatronic compare to Confrontation? Well, I mean, it's to- it's totally different because you only really see, like, maybe the top third of him. 
so it's it's a totally different kind of animatronic I did prefer the confrontation one but I was just really glad to have this one and it made me a bit emotional are you scared that if history repeats itself with big animatronics that eventually that Kong animatronic will just be having a strobe light in front of him I hope not <laughs> this is universal they fix things yeah touche hashtag disco Kong um, <laughs> yeah you're probably right it probably won't happen but, <laughs> but, but even so um, yeah I mean I, I, I've talked before about how that's the big one regret the, the one ride that I wish I could go back and ride on and um I'm glad they've got an animatronic there, but I mean, when I've seen video of it, it doesn't seem to look quite as impressive as. Well, as since I came back, I've watched a video of it online, mm. and it's totally different in real life. Mm. It's it's really really good in real life. But I, I am really glad that I didn't watch anything because I feel like I would have set myself up to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But going not knowing anything, I was like, wow, I love this. That's awesome. That is that's awesome. Now I'm going to ask questions of both of you, actually, um, because you were talking about the theming and the one ride that I I don't like, but I love the the theming of is ET. Oh, right. Mm. I love the queue, like the forest. It feels like it's a forest. It looks yeah. like it's a forest, right? And the question I was going to ask you both was. Do you think the reason why the theming at Universal is so good is because it's universal? And what I mean by that is that it's, you know, Universal is a film production company. And, you know, Orlando was all sound stages. So do you think that the background of people associated with the company means that when they build these attractions and they theme them, they feel that more much more realistic than other theme parks historically if you read um oh j bangs it's a new book called j bangs it's uh, it, it's it's by uh you've had him on the show um oh god his name's just escaped me he's messaging me earlier uh, sam genoway okay yep uh, the author, he's, he's just released a new book called J Banks, but basically he says that they presented, Universal presented all of their ideas to Paramount to get on board with, and Eisner was head of Paramount, saw everything, then went to Disney, so knew what they were doing, so, so he rushed through and built MGM Studios as fast as he could, mm-hmm. whereas although there was a lot of technical problems, Universal spent a lot more money and took a lot more time to build their park. Mm. It might be why ET, for example, um, genuinely does, you know, feel a bit more. What's the word? Quality. I don't know. Mm. And ET is the best. It's definitely not. Yeah, definitely. Amanda, let's not have (laughs) another show where you're proved to be incorrect about your choices. You, no. Yeah, but again, again, as I said last time, when you got Space Mountain completely wrong, you are yeah. entitled to your opinion. Of course, you are. Nick, shut up. 
hang on, is that my wife I can hear in the background? Oh no, <laughs> just just another woman telling me to shut up. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, no, I mean, it does my, it really, it's something that I would say, does my nutting. Um, I, I love the first portion of E.T. It's when it becomes, it's a small E.T. world that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, it's just too farcical for me for my liking everything about E.T. <laughs> well look it's, ne- it's never going away it's never going yeah. away that's the, that's the one thing you can you know while Spielberg's still alive it's not going away good so you've you've got that to, to fall back on um, but but again that ride is uh, now 26 years old mm-hmm. yep. 1990 so that still feels you know, it still looks fresh. It still looks like day one in a lot of ways. You know, a few scuffs and whatever, but, um, you know, for the most part, still looks like a really decent attraction. Um, and, yeah, it's just that, you know, what I've seen of Kong and, and, and thinking about it, it just, uh, yeah, I wonder, I wondered if it might have something to do that background. But, uh, yeah. And I know why Eisner was so desperate to get MGM built, but you know, you, if you, it's funny, isn't it? Because you, when when we talk about Universal, we always you, you compare Universal to Disney World. Mm. When really you should compare Universal to MGM. Yeah, in but theory. You, but, you, but you don't. But you don't really think of it like that. Not you personally. I'm not accusing you of that. I'm just like in general. I mean, in theory, you you could really. I mean, the way you should actually really do it, I suppose, is you could compare Universal Orlando to Disneyland California and Universal City in California to Walt Disney World in Florida. You could compare it that way. Get you. But I yeah. do take your point. I mean, in theory, you should you should compare the two studios parks together. And not just because they're, they're studio parks necessarily, but the fact that the whole reason that MGM was rushed like it was, as you say, is because Universal were opening their park. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Maybe we should reflect on things a bit differently. Anyway, we've got this far. I've even talked about Halloween Horror Nights. So, all in all, Amanda, how many nights were you at Halloween Horror Nights? Um, I think five. Five nights. Okay. Yeah, I think five. Uh, Mr. Ripley, 21 nights. <laughs> I actually did five as well. Fair enough, fair enough. And for people listening, because I mean, I for me, like one night at, at Halloween Horror Nights um, would would be sufficient. Um, uh, something I believe Heather Small of M people would also agree with me. Um, but <laughs> you know, you both went for five. Do you do you think that? people should look to go for more than one night or do you think if you was on a, a, a two week break um, that one night might be sufficient I think it depends what you're into because if you're not really into Halloween Horror Nights like crazy into Halloween Horror Nights like me and Chris are one or two nights probably would be enough for you but like literally when I came back I was looking at flights to go back for actual Halloween weekend <laughs> because I wanted to go more. And then when I found out they were extending it, I was like, oh, I can stay for a whole week. <laughs> so five nights wasn't enough for me. 
Mm. If I lived in Orlando, I'd get that super pass that they have where you can go like every single night. But if you're not as into it as that, you could get it all done in one or two nights and still have a really amazing time. Like our Paul's done. He has had one really good night and he's probably not going to go back again this year. Well, mm. I mean, you know, technically he went on the last night. I mean, it's, I know it's been extended, but when he was planning his holiday, it was, mm. it would have been finished by now. So, you know, I, I kind of understand that. And that, by the way, Amanda, that's the most uh, Liverpudlian I think you've ever been on the podcast. <laughs> referring, referring to him as our Paul. <laughs> love it love it can't believe it's taking this long um, not just a random ball R1 <laughs> that's right exactly I mean technically we do have three but he's our well, one of them Pauls is at Halloween Horror Nights yes yeah. <laughs> the other one is in a Russian gulag and the other one couldn't be here tonight um, <laughs> yes so uh, now I also saw um, your video today Amanda that you, you just posted and uh, I hope you plug at the end of the podcast. Um, but your your video was describing your Halloween Horror Night experience and and the houses. So um, should we should we take it in? We'll take it obviously a house at a time. And I'd like to hear both your opinions on those. So um, Amanda, go go for the first house you want to talk about, please. Um. Okay, Krampus. Krampus is my favourite house ever what yeah i know i love it that's what everyone said to me everyone thinks i'm crazy but i loved krampus so much now i've got a confession because obviously i couldn't go to halloween horror nights this year um but i did see quite a lot of videos but i only saw videos of the hollywood versions Mm -hmm. of the attractions so i i saw the Hollywood version of Krampus mm-hmm. and I'm not sure where that was but I do know that the Krampus at Orlando was in the Shrek building uh-huh. well it was totally different to the Hollywood one Okay. there's it, it was better their one from what I've seen on the videos but I just liked Krampus so much because I just like Krampus anyway okay I just like everything behind Krampus and I thought that I was going to like it the most. It wasn't the scariest. There was barely any scares in there at all, really. But They're all in one room, weren't they? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just loved, I loved seeing just all little bits from the film and I just, I loved everything about it. So I just went through really happy as opposed to going through and being really scared. So maybe if it wasn't a halloween horror nights house it probably would have worked better <laughs> but I, that that's my number one house from this year i loved it so because i've not seen krampus but i'm not right in thinking it's it's like a 12 or a 15 rated films it's not particularly yeah, it's not a scary film it's it's not the best film in the world either mm. but i like it it's probably a 12 mm. it's a bit not... like gremlins meets home alone meets uh, I don't know. There's, the there's so many eighties. Yeah, there's so many eighties references in it. It's a little bit like Stranger Things sort of took the idea and did a better version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> my man crush is is in Krampus, uh, Joel McHale. So yeah. I will get around to watching it. Um, 
Bye. Well, Hollywood had his character in their house, and ours didn't. Huh. And um. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Was it? Was we... he? Was he hidden? Uh, not. Sorry, not was he hidden? Was he? Um. Did you? See, you didn't see his his face. Um. No, I think that you did. I don't remember oh. what he was doing. But he was in. He was in a room, definitely. Hollywood also gave out postcards. Yeah. And on one bloody night, they were giving out the little Krampus bells. Oh, what? I know. So what were the postcards in reference to? Oh, they were just like a Christmassy scene with like some fake blood on them or something. I need to track someone down that's got this bell so I can buy it from them. Well, you can buy them online. You know the company that we interviewed on ScareZone? Uh-huh. The guy that makes the props, his company sells them. Oh, really? And they're really cheap. They're not very expensive. What? Oh, please send me a link. Okay, I'll dig it out. I'll dig it out. Thanks. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so, Chris, I mean, I, I gather from your your reaction there, <laughs> Krampus wasn't your favourite house. <laughs> right. I knew about scares, uh, Krampus back in February, and I was so excited because I watched the film and I thought to myself, this film is excellent in terms of it being a Halloween Horror Nights house. It just, it just lends itself to Halloween Horror Nights perfectly yeah so i was really excited and i thought to myself now if i was doing halloween horror nights i would put it in a sound stage i would crank the air conditioning up i'd have a great big facade i'd fill it full of actors i'd have puppet krampuses coming out of every corner so in my head i thought right this is what's going to happen then i find out at the last minute they've switched it to shrek building which is definitely not the best building in the world to have a house in because it's quite cramped krampus um, yeah, Krampus. cramps in the Krampus. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so it, it, the problem is you come in via like a fire exit door and as soon as you walk in, literally as soon as you walk in, you've got like two or three feet and then you've got this facade and it is a good facade. It's beautiful. And you can't see it all because you're, you're too overwhelmed. It's, I mean, if you it's take, too close to you. Yeah, it's way too close. So if you take like the Exorcist facade, you kind of walk in and you're a little bit nervous and you can see this, you know, exact replica from the film inside this soundstage. And then you sort of have to walk along past the gate and then inside the house. And it kind of builds the anticipation. You don't get any of that with Krampus. Um, I also did like the thing. I don't know how many times you saw it, but on some nights they had it snowing. Yeah, I think I probably did Krampus about nine or ten times. I'm not going to lie. Was it snowing every time or? Not every time. And sometimes it was snowing a little bit more than usual. Yeah. See, that's a great, I, I mean, that's a positive. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. But we, we, at HHN Unofficial, we sent Scott to Hollywood and he said in Hollywood, it was just so much better. Mm. So, yeah, I think we, I th- the thing is, the houses generally were all so good this year. And I wouldn't say it's a bad house because it's definitely a good good house compared to like bad houses from the past. But I think the standard generally was like quite high. Would you agree? Yeah, they were all really good houses. When I was making my video about it, it was really hard to try and rank them. It is, isn't it? But I just went with the one that I talked about most. And that was Krampus. And I loved Krampus. Sorry. <laughs> So I was going to say, in past years, it's been quite easy to rank the houses. I mean, last year, it was, it was relatively easy. But this year, even I'm struggling to try and work out what I think is the best and the worst. 
Like, I know it's at the top and I know it's at the bottom. It's the middle. It's the middle, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, think the Krampus middle would make a good house, though, to be, to be honest. <laughs> Krampus at the top and Chance at the bottom, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, comes a chance in a little bit. So, I mean, do you think, had they um, had they done the Krampus in a soundstage, it would have been an even better house? Yes, they should have got Amanda and I to come over and design the house. Yeah. And I would have just dressed up like Krampus and I would have just been in the house. Tell, tell me, Amanda, why the hell would you have Walking Dead in a soundstage when every single prop you've seen before, every single set they've reused a million times, everyone's completely fed up with, why not cram that into the Shrek building and put Krampus in a soundstage? Yeah, Krampus should have had the biggest house. It should have done. Yeah. Oh, somebody sounds cranky about The Walking Dead. Oh. <laughs> sure, uh... Well, well, Chris, it's it's your turn next. So, so what house do you want to bring up first? Halloween Two. Um, I watched the movie before going to the house, and for, I mean these these houses are when they. I mean, I was saying to Logan when when you can feel like you're in a film. And they've succeeded. Going back to what you were saying about E.T.'s ride, about the queue and everything. So when you watch that film and then you watch, uh, they go through this house, you do feel like you're actually in the film. I mean, even the minor, tiny details about the number of gunshots or the different characters that Michael Myers kills, they're all in there. Now, um, Halloween 2, because I don't know, um, is this based on the, the John Carpenter franchise or the Rob Zombie version? The original Carpenter the original. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it, honestly, I, I thought it was a, a really great house. And, it, and that, for me, if, I, if it's a movie-based house, I really do want to feel like I'm in there. So when I see the same sets, the same costumes, the same music, you know, different little tiny things like the same TV shows playing on the, the TVs and things like that, then it, and then I think it, they've really succeeded, and I thought that was a, a very good house to to do that. Yeah, because to me, like with with the houses, if you if you did a movie house and you didn't feel like you were on the set, it that to me is like a, a complete damp squib. But that's why it's sometimes easier to just have you know original IPs. Because yeah, then it, you know, you create that expectation. That's right. I mean, like for example, The Exorcist. You don't really feel, well, in my opinion, that you're going through the movie, but they take it in a completely different way, and they make you feel as grossed out and as scared as you were watching the movie. So they take it a little bit different that way. But I definitely do prefer um the halloween 2 route but then saying that you couldn't really do a halloween horror nights house on the exorcist where it all happens in one room so no no that's 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 a good point amanda what did you think of halloween 2 halloween 2 was one of my all-time favorite houses ever i had so much fun in that house every single time my i slid along the walls of that house because i was so scared there was a point when I slid down the wall and I was on the floor because there was a Michael Myers like right on top of me. Oh, he was everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah. And then there was another time when I talked about it in my video that I uploaded last night where after Hurricane Matthew, 
um, Halloween Horror Nights let us use our frequent fear pass on the Saturday because we couldn't use it when it was closed. And we went in and there's only a few of us there because it was really late. And I got put at the front, which is a bad idea. And I went the wrong way, you know, after the the clothes bit in the cupboard. Yeah. And there's mirrors everywhere. I turned the wrong way and I ended up stuck in like a tiny little passage oh, of no. mirrors and Michael Myers. And I was just <laughs> trapped and I couldn't get out. And then all these people were just coming in behind me and we were all trapped. And it was just the funniest time and scariest time ever. And I just laughed the entire night. <laughs> Well, the, the other good thing is he does come out from every corner. I mean, there's even yeah. this um, Twitter handle now, Dumpster Mike. Yeah. Because there's like this big skip kind of thing, and he sort of just jumps out from the skip. On but that th- first night when we did the RIP tour, yeah. I thought it was fake. Did you? Yeah, because he was just standing so still inside the little dumpster thing, and I was convinced yeah. that he was fake, and then he got me. Yeah, because Travis shouted out, yo, Dumpster Mike, and he turned around and like sort of like almost like high-fived him. It was quite funny. <laughs> but but the, the thing is, though, I will say as well, if you go back in time and you look at Friday the 13th uh, house or even the, the Freddy house they did back in 2007, uh, or, or even last year to a, to a lesser degree, a lot of the um, actors that are playing the same role, particularly back in 2007, some were six foot tall, some were five foot six, some were fat, some were thin, some were muscular. Whereas with this Michael Myers, because they were all the same height and the same build, it did feel like the same character was literally coming after you. Yeah. And I thought that was really good as well. It was such a good house. Now, just for anyone that's never seen Halloween and not familiar with the franchise, um, Michael Myers is the the main villain, the killer. Um, but he's Can I just not... say, my yeah. girlfriend said this to me. I know what you're going to say, and she said this to me after the house. <laughs> <laughs> he's not to be confused with the same named actor from Wayne's World and Austin Powers, <laughs> and to a lesser degree, the love guru. But let's focus on the other franchises first. Um, she led over to me and went... This isn't the guy from Austin Powers that they're all talking about. I went, no, and don't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing, because, I mean, I remember when I first... I, I, I never watched Halloween as a kid. So, you know, Michael Myers, to me, was that guy from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And then when I found that out, I was like, well, that's a bit of an odd coincidence. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, so, so don't don't expect somebody going, yeah, baby, is going to be chasing you around the house. Uh, wrong expectation. You will be will be uh, a lot scared, a lot more scared than you thought you you might be. Um, now I would let go straight to Amanda and say about the next house, but I think because we've already started to talk about it, um, I think the Exorcist is is what we should talk about next. And again, this is another video that I watched. Um, the Hollywood version of. Um, I'm not sure how different the Hollywood version was to um, the, the Florida version, but you know, I, I think you you made a good point there, Chris. That you can't, you know, the Exorcist kind of the main stuff at least takes place in a in a bedroom. 
but therefore mm. you can't you know it's, it's very hard to demonstrate all those things without and the feeling that i got watching the videos of the exorcist in hollywood is that it kind of felt like a weird dream where you would you'd go through a door and you was in the bedroom yeah and you would see a scene then you would like leave that room and then you'd kind of go around a passage or whatever and then you would end up in the same room again but something else would be yeah. happening and it was almost like it was a bad dream yeah where you're trying to get away from something and no matter what you do you end up in the same situation but it's amplified does that does that kind of make sense what i'm saying yeah that's exactly how it was yeah so they they did the, they the best they can i think in some ways it might have even been a bit more creepy for it you know for for the limitation um how different was it to the Hollywood version? I haven't seen the Hollywood version. Scott said that the um, generally the puppets were slightly grosser, and he also said that they used a lot more smells. Oh, no. Yeah. So we had uh, like a vomit smell. Because there was this one, I mean, it's going to be a real famous scene now, where it's like a corridor covered in mattresses and it was vile. duvets. And they were all sort of wet and sticky and slimy and they were all painted green. And then there was these Reagan characters appearing out of each corner going like this. And, and then the noise was just like this splattering sound constantly. And they were sort of pumping this vomit smell. And that will, I'm really? sure that will go down in history. That Because <laughs> that... I've got to be honest, like, I mean, I, I remember watching The Exorcist because... In the UK, the Exorcist was banned, wasn't it, for a long, long time? Yeah, a long time, yeah. Um, I don't think it was released on video um, until about the year 2000. It came out of the cinema, but I don't think it ever had a video release. Um, and so I remember when it came out, and I was you know, am I, am I brave enough to watch The Exorcist? Probably not. And eventually, like after a few years of it being out, a friend bought it on DVD, and we went round to his house one night to watch it at Halloween. And... I, I didn't find it as as horrifying as I expected to. I think yeah. for me the legend of it was scarier than the reality of it. And you know I, I appreciate seeing it in the seventies. It probably was you know freaking people out because it was so unlike anything else. And you know subject matter and religion and you know all those things which had kind of not maybe been as strong. Um, in in the nineties and, and noughties, um, so, so yes, yeah, so, so for me, like the Exorcist has never been one of these films or franchises where it, it scares me too much. You know, it's it, it's got some scares in the film. Not saying that at all, but I just to me the impact of of that film isn't the same um, as it was for the, the previous generation. But I did find watching that house quite unnerving, except for one thing. I haven't seen again, so I haven't seen the Florida version, so I can only talk about the Hollywood version. But the uh, the Spider Walk. Yeah. What was it like in Hollywood? So I, I, again, I'm not sure. This is this is something in in the film. It was originally cut from the film. It wasn't in the original cut. They they put it back in when they remastered it to re-release it for like its 25th anniversary but it was a scene that was cut I can't, I can't remember if it's called the spider walk or the crab walk but it's a scene where she comes down the stairs 
in a very unusual position. Um, and in Hollywood, you you had like some banisters, and it kind of went up and down the stairs. Yeah. But it kind of looked like it was hovering a bit because it didn't actually move. The puppet well, didn't actually move. Well, it was like it was like a screen, and then. So you'd walk past the bottom of the stairs and then it would be like coming down the stairs towards the screen. Yeah. So the first time I went through it, I didn't even see it. Right. And then the second time I did, then I was like, is that broken? The, the, it was. A lot of people had tampered with it. Oh, really? That's why they put a screen up in the end. Oh. So were the limbs supposed to move? It, no, it kind of slowly moved down the stairs. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't shoot down the stairs like it does in the film, I suppose, just because if someone was near it, they might get injured. But um, so it sort of slowly ascended down the stairs, and then and then it didn't work for a long time, and then they put a screen up, and then on my last visit, it was working, but it was so easy to miss with the screen there. Yeah, because it was just really dark with the screen there. Yeah, and I was like, was that there last time? It, yeah. just, it just seemed to me like that was probably the, the fakest bit of it. And I felt it was a shame because I so said, like, this is a Hollywood one, like, limbs didn't move or anything like that either. So it just looked like, it almost looked like a mannequin in an odd position being pulled forwards and backwards. Yeah. Above some well, stairs. Yeah. This is really good. Mm. That was like one, one plus of it. The priests were really good. But, no, but I was going to say, um, you know, the, the actual bedroom scenes um, all looked amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes sometimes it was an actor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm, I'm assuming it was a puppet of some kind. Yeah. Were they, were they actors in every scene? It was actors and, like, dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely as well, it it hasn't been getting the huge blockbuster queues that a lot of the other houses have been getting. Yeah. And I, I know on the on our RIP that we did, I won't say who, but a couple of our group wouldn't go on it. Yeah. So it it does make me think that perhaps, you know, going forward, are we ever likely to see it again? Probably not. Um, you know, is it is it massively popular with the with the public? I don't know. It, it's a good house. But I wouldn't say it's my number one. I ranked it as my number eight. Yeah, I'd say it's probably in the middle for me as well. I mean, with so I mean, it's interesting you said you said that. I mean, Craig, um, our Craig, uh, as as uh, Amanda would say, <laughs> um, he he's someone you know he's 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 quite religious and and for him the exes kind of put the scared the bejeebus out of him. Um, and so I don't know if if Craig would, he might do, but he'd probably be one of the, those people that'd be a bit more apprehensive than than others. Um, mm. I I think it's got that going against it, the fact that you know there is a generation that are petrified of The Exorcist, um, and then because the film is quite old, that also it doesn't have the fan base that some of the other franchises might do. But at the same time, the TV series has just started, mm-hmm. which I mm. haven't started. I've, I'm actually recording it, but I've not started watching 
yet. Um, and I know it's not based exactly on the film, but you know maybe um, if they were to do that house again, maybe it would be based on the fi- on the TV series rather than the film. Maybe. But yeah, it could just be that people were just too scared to go in it. It could be. I mean, you know, banned in the UK. I mean, I think it was banned in a few states for quite a while. It's got a reputation. You know, it's got a lot of religious iconography. You know, and there's a there is a huge, um, particularly Christian iconography. There's obviously a huge number of Christians in America. So I can see, you know, a lot of people being apprehensive about going into that house. Yeah. So it may, it may not be down to po- lack of popularity, but just, you know, the, the franchise itself is is, is too much. Mm. Hi there, dear listener. I hope you're enjoying uh, this episode of Universal After Dark. I'm purely down to the fact that the episode has lasted uh, longer than usual due to uh, all the content we're covering with um, the reviews of the houses. We decided to split these into two episodes. So this episode is, is now at its end. However... Um, the next episode, um, episode uh, number seven um, of Universal After Dark, is on his feed straight away, so you can listen to it immediately. But we just put this in to break it up. So thank you for listening, and see you over on episode seven. Right, so it's it's time to talk about the other sponsor we have uh, for the After Dark Podcast Network. And gents, if you were thinking as you, you have done previously and you will do again, if you was thinking about uh, booking a trip to you know one of the parks that we've talked about, who would you think of of asking? Or, or at least approaching? Well, there's only Wendy. One, name, one name that springs to mind only. Wendy. So, Wendy's so famous, she's only got one name like Madonna or Cher. Well, it's not actually true. She has, she has two, because... That she's got a surname as well, which is Pratter. So, of course, Wendy Pratter at Magical, Magical Journeys. Travels. It's so we're so well prepared with this. It's like we've been practicing all day, finishing off each other's sentences. Sandwiches. For <laughs> God's sake, this is totally unorganised. But we may be unorganised. But Wendy is not. Oh, smooth. You see. That's what, she, did that. that's what she's there for. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh well, we're a big fan of Wendy's work, which is which is the point more than that. Um, you know, whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved, and I think we can all attest to that. Yeah, and our burgers yeah. are good as well. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and of course now with Magic Bands everything else is even more complex I mean geez, the last time I went it was much easier than it is nowadays so you know Wendy can be the person to take away that pain of getting a reservation for Be Our Guest where friend of the show that Florida guy just tried tried the grey stuff yeah hasn't reported back yet as to what it tasted like Um, and you know you could try and get a fast pass for Anna and Elsa now, if us mere uh, muggles or, or mortals uh, tried to get a fast pass for Be Our Guest or Anna and Elsa meet and greets, how successful do you think we would be? Well, I've already failed. I didn't get I didn't get an idea for Be Our Guest. Same. So I wish I'd I wish I'd gone to Wendy for that one. 
Wendy, not just the home of good burgers, but the mm-hmm. home of good travel planning. So visit Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or you can contact her on Twitter at wpmagicjourneys. And of course, if you mention that you heard one of our amazing podcasts uh, and that's how you got to, uh, to hear of Wendy, uh, she'll give you $25 off your deposit for any trip package. And uh, our own Mr. Ripley at the moment has been on a one of the Disney cruises, and uh, she's able to offer generous on-board credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Something to bear in mind. So if you are thinking of uh, of you know making a trip before you go anywhere else, go and find Wendy Pratt at Magical Journeys Travels, wpmagicjourneys.com. Mhm. Because if you don't, you'll feel like a prat. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Dark Podcast Network.